And there at his head was a loaf of bread baked over hot stones and a jug of water. So he ate and drank and lay down. Then the angel of the Lord returned for a second time and touched him. He said, get up and eat or the journey will be too much for you. So he got up, ate and drank. Then on the strength from that food, he walked 40 days and 40 nights to Horeb, the mountain of God. He entered a cave there and spent the night. Suddenly the word of the Lord came to him and he said to him, what are you doing here, Elijah? And he replied, I have been very zealous for the Lord God of armies, but the Israelites have abandoned your covenant, torn down your altars and killed your prophets with the sword. I alone am left and they are looking for me to take my life. And then he said, go out and stand on the mountain in the Lord's presence. At that moment, the Lord passed by. A great and mighty wind was tearing at the mountains and was shattering cliffs before the Lord, but the Lord was not in the wind. After the wind, there was an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. After the earthquake, there was a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire, there was a voice, a soft whisper. When Elijah heard it, he wrapped his face in his mantle and went out and stood at the entrance of the cave. Suddenly a voice came to him and said, What are you doing here, Elijah? I have been very zealous for the Lord God of armies, he replied, but the Israelites have abandoned your covenant, torn down your altars and killed your prophets with the sword. I alone am left and they are looking for me to take my life. I think we'll leave it there. The rest is details. So one of the bad habits we have in our house is not listening to each other. I've spoken before about how uh, we'll try talking to one of the kids and then realise they can't hear us because they've got headphones on. Although I've noticed uh, they don't have any trouble hearing the word coffee. There are many times Andrea will say something to me, even when I'm not listening to anything, I don't have headphones, and I'm completely oblivious. I'm usually focused on something else. Now, in my defence, we have three adult kids and there's a lot of chatter and what people say can become so much white noise just in the background, so you're not really tuned in. But nevertheless, there are times I have to put down what I'm doing, give Andrea my attention and ask her to repeat herself. In fact... um, If we go too long without really listening to each other, we both start to feel it and we have to schedule in uh, a catch-up. That kind of listening that we do isn't the kind of listening we do with our ears. It's the kind of listening we do with our heart, right? Really taking the time to hear what the other person's trying to say, what they mean. And did you know it's actually the same with our relationship with God? It's not much of a relationship if there's no communication. And yet in prayer, we often expect God to do all the listening. But what if God wants to speak to us and for us to listen, as well as him listening to our prayers? And today we're coming to the end of our series. We've called Why Pray? And we pray so that we can hear God's voice. In John chapter 10, verse 27, Jesus said, My sheep hear my voice. 
I know them and they follow me. In Revelation chapter 3, verse 20, Jesus said to the church at Laodicea, which was rich in the things of the world, but poor in the things of the Lord. Jesus said, see, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in to him and eat with him and he with me. So God is speaking. Um, but a big mystery for many of us is actually knowing how to hear him. We may even ask, does God really speak today? And if he does, how? How do I recognize God's voice if he's speaking to me? Well, in our passage today, we see the prophet Elijah at the pinnacle of his ministry. Can you imagine that? He pronounced a drought and it happened. And then he pronounced the breaking of the drought and it happened. He had a um, confrontation with 400 prophets of the, the, the pagan god Baal, which wound up in all of them being slaughtered, literally, in a, and a fire falling from heaven in a power encounter. And after all that, now we see Elijah completely burned out. He's spent. He's over. Uh, it doesn't seem to have changed anything. The pagan queen is still chasing down all the prophets and he's the last one. But God wasn't done with him yet. He had more to say. Would Elijah listen and hear him? So before Elijah could go up the mountain, he needed to be strengthened. And so an angel brings him what's apparently supernatural bread. Because after two meals, Elijah is able to travel for 40 days and 40 nights on the strength of that bread to the mountain of God. Now, like so much of the Bible, this story isn't really what it seems on the surface. This might call to mind some of the themes we read earlier in the Bible, if you're familiar with it. This sounds like Israel wandering in the desert for 40 days. 40 years, I mean. Uh, Moses on the mountain for 40 days. The bread of the Passover. Manna from heaven that sustained the Israelites. And it calls to those things to mind because it's meant to. You know, to get to Mount Horeb, also known as Mount Sinai, for uh, Elijah where he was, wouldn't have taken 40 days. Would have taken a few days, maybe a couple of weeks, maybe. The writer is trying to communicate something to us because Elijah has to go through his own exodus. He has to go through his own transformation to complete the mission God has for him. He becomes a new Moses, essentially, when Jesus is on the Mount of Transfiguration who appears to him, Moses and Elijah. And Elijah is, the idea is for him to lead the people out of a spiritual Egypt that they're in. That's the idea. In the Bible, bread often has a greater significance than uh, simply the delicious loaf that fills our bellies. When Jesus was tempted by the devil for 40 days in the desert, there's another 40, he quoted uh, Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 3. Uh, This is uh, Moses speaking to the people. God humbled you by letting you go hungry. Then he gave you manna to eat which you and your ancestors had not known, so that you might learn that man does not live on bread alone, but 
on every word that comes from the mouth of God. Bread can represent a number of things, but it at least represents the word of God in the scriptures. And and this is one of the chief ways we actually hear God is in the pages of the scripture. When we open up our Bible, words God has inspired, sometimes word God has directly said. But simply reading is not enough. Because remember, really listening and hearing someone is not something we do with our ears or our eyes in this case. Something we do with our heart. And we hear God in his word as we meditate on it. So there's a few verses that talk about this process of meditation. Psalm 1 verse 2. The happy person has their delight in the Lord and the Lord's instruction and He meditates on it day and night. Psalm 77 verse 6. At night I remember my music. I meditate in my heart and my spirit ponders. Psalm 143 verse 5. I remember the days of old. I meditate on all you have done. I reflect on the works of your hands. Meditate, delight, ponder, Remember, reflect. And as we do this, as we let the words sort of stew in us, simmer there, the Holy Spirit uh, is next to us, bringing his word to life, bringing it to life within us. As Jesus said in John 14, verse 26, the Holy Spirit will teach you all things and remind you of everything I have told you. You know, I was um, closed my Bible as I was doing my Bible reading one day this week, and I thought, I need to do this. Actually, I'm good. At it. I read the Bible, but I'm missing this aspect in my quiet time. I don't always listen to the Bible, and I come from a tradition where sort of the expectation was read the Bible through every year, which is great. I haven't. I've read the Bible through a number of times. I haven't done it for a long time though. Because it's hard to read large volumes of the Bible and still reflect on the Bible. So we can go broad and we can go deep and we need to do both and I I need to get better at doing that. But I want to encourage you, go deep in your reading. And so the way I thought I need to fix this is I need to pick up journaling again. I used to do a lot of journaling. I haven't for a long time. Uh, And so I've just started picking up pen and a notebook and just reflecting what stands out in this passage to me and and just journaling some notes around it. I'm becoming more and more convinced that as we read the scripture, it's not just about reading it and obeying it. It's about letting it shape our lives, letting it actually change me from the inside out. And we do that by meditating on it and letting God bring to light what he wants to say to us through the scriptures and wants to form in us through the scriptures. And uh, Fletcher mentioned the Lectio 365 app. Uh, That's another great resource for letting the scriptures shape us and to hear God. It integrates guided prayer with uh, reflection on the scripture. And in that we can hear God and God will prompt us with things from his word. 
uh, as we're praying it. And uh, again, you can scan the code there, um, and uh, that'll one of the menu items there is is prayer resources. That will take you to a link to the app, which is free. So, friends, if we want to hear God's voice, we must be people who feed on the Word of God. Um, it's at that meal that God speaks to us. And uh, someone has said, if you want to hear God speak, read the Bible. If you want to hear God speak audibly, read the Bible out loud. Which is true and it's cute, but it's only partly true. Because God doesn't only speak through the Bible. Like Elijah, we need to be prepared for an encounter with God through the word. But Elijah went up the mountain and had a different kind of encounter with God. So Elijah reaches Mount Horeb, Mount Sinai, and God asks him, what are you doing here, Elijah? And Elijah gives his complaint, which is interesting, is gives his complaint first and then this event of um, the, the spectacular stuff happening. Um, and then we get a repeat of what Elijah had said at the start, which tells us when the scripture forms those things, that's important. And what's in between, that sort of begins. What's in between is really important as well. And so we see that as Elijah encounters God, there's a storm, but God's not in the storm. There's an earthquake, God's not in the earthquake. There's a fire, God's not in the fire. God's not in the spectacular. The boom, bang, crash is in the still, small voice, the sound of silence. And when there's silence, he wraps his mantle around his face and steps out. I don't know, you like me, do you wish God would do something spectacular? (laughs) And sometimes when I'm looking for guidance, do you wish God would just send down that memo? Maybe I open up my Bible and and then suddenly the words I want to see, the direction I want or whatever it is, is there. But in my experience, the voice of God is heard more in the whisper. God still does spectacular stuff. But he more regularly does this small, quiet voice. And we need to still ourselves to hear the small, quiet voice, to slow down, shut up (laughs) and listen. What does that quiet voice sound like, though? How how do I know it's God that's speaking to me? well, I know for some people, and, and God will speak to different people in different ways. Now, God speaks and communicates to us in ways outside of this. I'm sort of wanting to just focus more in on um, when we come in prayer. You know, we can go out and refer, and we can pray when we're out in nature. And I realize God, some people connect with God through nature and some people connect with God through service or whatever. And we can be praying while we do those things. But I want to talk about that act, whether it's doing that or um, sitting at home and, and just or in church and praying. So what, when we're listening, what, what might it sound like if God is speaking to us? 
Um, how, how do I know? Well, so, and in that way, God speaks differently to different people. And I know for some people, uh, what comes is an image in their mind. In fact, I have a friend. So apparently there's a condition. I don't know if anyone here has it, but there is a condition. So just if I say, imagine a blue car. Make it a hatchback. Right? You conjure an image of a blue car in your mind. Can you see that? Now, apparently some people can't do that. Can't conjure an image in their mind. I have a friend who was in that case. She couldn't do it. But then she started to get these images when God spoke to her. She, she would get these images uh, as she's praying. And through that, the Lord would direct her. And maybe it was a word for someone or the Lord was speaking something to her. So some people imagine an imagination, uh, an image like that comes into their mind as God is speaking to them. For some people, it's a word. Some people will see a word or hear a word or just the, the word again comes into their mind. For me, very often what it is, is just an intuition. You know, that, that gut feeling, but it, it, it's a conviction. It's more than just, well, it's kind of a hunch, but it's stronger than a hunch. Maybe God speaks to you in other ways, I don't know. But how, the question again is, how do I know if I get that hunch? How do I know it's God? If I get that picture, or, or see that word, how do I know that's God? How, how do I know that it's not just me or my imagination, or even worse, the devil. Well, when someone calls you on the phone and you pick up, I know some of you young people, that's not cool anymore, texting. But when someone picks up, how do you know who it is? Because you recognise their voice, right? You're, you're familiar with it, with the pitch and timbre and cadence of their voice, the way they put words together. And I know AI is going to wreck all that, but for now, that's the way it is and it's been. Because you've spent time with them, usually. You just grow familiar. And so there's three things that I've found have been helpful for me in learning to discern God's voice. And of course, I'm not perfect with any of this. Um, I don't think anyone is, but we can get better. And the first is, as I've been saying, it's just being familiar with the Word of God, with the Scripture. Um, I'm, I guess I'm not surprised, probably more delighted actually. The, the, the way I hear many people with a prophetic gifting, when they come and they give a word, it's like the Scriptures just ooze out of them very often. Because God is using that, that he has shaped and formed in them to speak his word. And when we are familiar with the scriptures, the word of God, then we are becoming familiar with the thoughts of God, the, the patterns of speech that God has given us already. It's also a good way to check that what we're hearing from the Lord in that if we hear something and it's not in accordance with the scriptures, I would say that's definitely a red flag. God will never contradict what he said in his word. Good way if someone comes and says, oh, I think God's saying, it's like, okay, let's check this in the scripture. On the other hand, if it does agree with scripture, if you get this impression or something, and even if it's not God, you're just imagining the scriptures, please tell me what the problem here is. 
That's a good thing, isn't it? You're not going to go too far wrong. Um, in fact, you could probably say, well, God has spoken to you because he has spoken to you in his word. Okay, so just be familiar with the scripture. The second way uh, I've learned to recognise God's voice is in praying with others. Um, I have had times where I'm praying, where maybe praying for someone or praying for a situation, I just get this impression uh, to pray this thing for someone else and then someone gets up and beats me and I pray exactly the same thing. And I'm like, that's really encouraging. I'm like, oh, maybe it was God. Maybe I was hearing God in that moment. And, um, and so you learn uh, just to, to trust whatever it is that uh, you were receiving from the Lord. And so I want to say in that regard, we need to pray together. We learn to pray together. And the third is simply experience. I've had times where I have heard from God and missed it uh, and regretted that. Other times I've taken a chance, I'm not sure, or I take a chance and someone's really blessed by a word that I perhaps brought or something and it paid off. And so I've learned, and then there's times I've missed, of course, uh, but you learn to recognise his voice. It's not perfect, but it gets better. So again, there may be other ways God speaks, but these are some of the ways I've heard from other people talking about how God speaks to them and, and in my own experience. And friends, let me tell you, God wants to speak to you. It's not just for the special people. It's not just for pastors. It's not just for people with prophetic gifting. God wants to speak to you. You can hear him. But like my listening to Andrea, we need to put down what we're doing and take the time to hear. The issue isn't that God is not speaking. The issue is very often that we're very distracted and we don't listen. So we need to be open to the Spirit, seeking Him in the Word, in the silence. Why pray? We pray so we can hear God's voice and so we can grow closer to him. Not just in a one-way relationship where I'm speaking my prayers, but where I'm listening as well. Let's pray. So, Father, we thank you that you are speaking. Father, I thank you that we can have confidence that you speak through your word. And Father, I want to pray for that first and foremost. Because I think it's in this that we can have the most confidence. Is that when we're picking up your word, that you will highlight things for us, that you will whisper things to us that seem to go deeper than just what we're reading in the scripture, but come with a conviction by your spirit. And Father, I pray that we will learn to discern your voice, Lord, your voice for others, and your voice of loving correction and loving encouragement for us. Give us attentive ears to hear you. In Jesus' name, amen.